This week's episode of the award-winning, award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope is the only person that could have gotten Jesse Smollett out of this bullshit the way that Jesse Smollett has gotten out of this bullshit. Hashtag escape. And not, not, not the, escape three, the, the original escape. <laughs> Um, the way that this shit was handled in the dead of night, and all of the tri- all of the charges were dropped this morning, all of them, not they one. They had an emergency meeting this morning. I was like, "Girl, I done barely did my morning reports." <laughs> Only Olivia Pope could have gotten the sex tape, um, the picture, and the old tweets of somebody to blackmail them into dropping all of these charges Amen. the way that they were dropped. Pope and Associates, and so Pope and Associates worked that to sh- that the fuck out. Um, I. Still am a little amb- ambiguous about what really happened. Uh-huh. Because I'm not sure what the fuck Jussie is, is saying or doing. Join the but club. you know who I'm not ambiguous about? The CPD. Chicago the Chicago police. CPD. Their story has been the same. And it has been the same as it was when Fred Hampton was assassinated. Mm. I talked about that a few episodes ago as well. Mm. So when Fred Hampton was assassinated, the Chicago police um, kept their story the same. The FBI kept their story the same. The FBI director kept their story the same. The state's attorney kept their story the same. And all of them, all of them had a piece in the game of getting Fred Hampton assassinated. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do your Googles, do your research. It's out there. Uh, he was a Black Panther, famous Black Panther, uh-huh. uh, that Murdered was rising in, in the ranks. Um, and his death has been re- really attributed to um, a lot of the turmoil that Chicago is still going through today. So it's hilarious to me when conservatives point to um, Chicago as this mecca of um, destruction and chaos and the ghetto and black people are killing each other and then missed the point of you assassinated one of Chicago's greatest leaders in Fred Hampton at a transformational time for Chicago. So um, there's that. Thank you, Olivia Pope. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com I am the Superman T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N A.K.A. The Spicy Super Saiyan, B.K.A. A Crazy Broke Dominican. Yeah. And this is here for a podcast. Something to prove. (laughs) It ain't nothing to argue. Child, y'all got me out here. I sit next to him every week. What's going on? Well, at least you can sit here. Some some girls can't sit here. Well, shout out to my last call last week where um, I'm just still receiving my flowers. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Our icebreaker this week um, is Have you ever cried during sex? So I listened to an episode of Eat, Pray, Thought, uh, which I is a, a great podcast, um, basically a sister podcast. They yeah. cover a lot of the same type of things that we cover. And um, there was an episode where they talked about crying during sex. And I was like, I ain't never cried during sex. Am I doing this shit wrong? I've done sex a lot of different ways. With um a couple in a lot of different countries. 
in a lot of different countries and a lot of different states <laughs> with just a few selected people. Shout out to Eat Pray Thought Podcast. Yeah. Um, but in all the ways that I've done sex, um, I have never cried during sex. Have you ever cried during sex? Okay, so the answer is no. But do I confess with my real tears or do I keep my business to myself? I'll follow your direction. Uh, our listeners would like the real tea. I don't think that they want okay. a political answer. So when it gets really good, I say thank you during sex. It's very... Is it thank you or thank you? <laughs> Not Tatiana from Drag Race. It's very... It's very... I'm so appreciative of this moment to be here with you right now. And this stroke, that game that I'm receiving right now. I don't want you to leave this space <laughs> and not know that I appreciate Come on, the work that's, that's being put into this. Because one, I had to put in some work as well because I prepare correctly. Um, so I, 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 I have a, a habit of thanking him during the session. Is it like Dr. Heavenly style? Like, thank you, daddy. Uh, if I get that many words out, look, <laughs> there's three words. I can barely get one and a half. Three words? Three words. Thank you, Daddy. If you can get three words out during sex, okay. I love you. I love. Okay, even if you're saying I love you, like you better be struggling to get all all them words out. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's more of a and scene. <laughs> it's more of a, and it's not a scene. The girls we think I'm you so dramatic. I'm not. Mm. I'm I'm grateful for this because I don't one. I don't give this to everybody. I had sex one time in all of 2018, and child, I guess I'll confess that I've had sex one time in all of 2019. I wasn't gonna read, but I was gonna say <laughs> so, something. So, I mean, I ain't um, getting it away. Yeah, you probably cried during sex twice. No, I've never cried during sex. Uh, I would, I would definitely admit that because I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that one time that 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 this and that happened. I have never cried during sex. The so hole never... was so good and so wet. What are the parameters that could possibly invoke it? I don't know. That's why I'm like, <laughs> shit. I, I've done tantric sex at this point since we've talked about uh, tantric before. Uh-huh. Um, I've done all kinds of sex with with women, with men, and all the positions you can think of. But never has crying come into play. Ever. So we'll see. Maybe the next nigga um huh. don't have the juice. <laughs> and then your juice gonna be on the loose. Woo! Um <laughs> that was our icebreaker this week. Juice on the loose. Um the word of the day this week is doppelbanger. Who? Doppelbanger. That ain't what it is. Yes it is. Doppelganger, I thought. Doppel. Yes, doppelganger is a word, okay. but also is doppelbanger. Uh-huh. So doppelbanger is similar to doppelganger, yes, mm-hmm. but it means um, like doppelganger, but somehow someone who bangs similar looking people. People assume gym rats. <laughs> um, thick girls got to be with thick girls, and then let's see. I guess no twinks. I want twinks. So they, they never want. Like, they never um, want another twink. <laughs> But stuff like that. Gym yeah. rats love other gym rats, and people judge them on Insta. But I'm like, yes, people with similar interests. When is leg day? When is arm? When is arm day? You, those things are important to know. And if you're not a gym girl, then uh, 
y'all don't have much in common in that aspect. So what I've always characterized it is, um, I like a nigga that go to the gym. I don't like a nigga that live at the gym. Oh, so what's the difference? Okay, a nigga that go to the gym, he go to the gym like maybe four or five times a week, maybe. Uh-huh. A nigga that live at the gym, he at the gym every day. Yeah, twice. He might go for four hours. I I'm not. That's cute to look at. That's really cute. To, you can't. You can't be over here occupying my time and this the same. No amount of time. social skills. This the same amount of time that we supposed to be hanging with you at the gym, sweating and grunting and shit. No, um, it needs to be manageable for me. That's just for me. But there are other gym rats out there that they want to be at the gym with their man. Um, I can think of uh, like three or four couples in Atlanta right now that them niggas live at the gym. They go to work, they go to the gym, they come back home, they Call go to sleep. by our names. And Call then they do it again. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just their lifestyle. But they're doppelbangers. There are people that want to only fuck and want to only be in relationships with people that look similar to them. I, I've been confused. I've been characterized as that um, before. But when I look at like the spectrum of what my exes look like, none of them really, really look like me. Like they are all different niggas. <laughs> all of them. Tall, short, skinny, thick, thin. Non religious. No, I'm. Oh, no. All, almost all of them hoes have been. <laughs> Uh, PKs and and Christian freaks. No, Mm-mm. shout out to the Koji Church. Have I married? I'm not married. Have you married? <laughs> Have, I don't think I've even been with someone that was non-religious, uh, non-religious, atheist. Yes. If they are, they weren't when we were together. So that is um, our word of the day. W e r d is um, doppelbanger. Um, our affirmation this week is gender is not an assignment. Not an assignment, not an assignment. Gender is um, not an assignment from teachers who don't have the range to assign those types of lessons. Come on out. We have people um, being medical doctors that assign gender at birth and they do not possess the knowledge. They do not possess the range to tell someone what their gender is by visibly looking at their genitalia they do not have the range and i as someone that comes from the medical community i am not shading or shaming doctors but you do not have the range no one in that room when the child is born has the range to tell the child what gender that they are when they are born they will discover what gender they are on their journey into adulthood do not let social constructs dictate or deconstruct your life you got a point um i just want to say that like as a person who works in hospitals with surgeons me um <laughs> me um i can't trust a surgeon to be honest about what he about to go in the room and do they don't know if they finna cut out your uterus or they about to cut out your uh and trusting them with assigning someone with their gender identity that will be the that could possibly be the most important thing to them 16, 18, 20 years from now. No one in the room in 1986 or 1985 or 1983 or like the way that life goes. Or 2019. Uh, I can't. Oh, I, no one was able to tell us anything about gender identity then because. Let y'all tell it. Everybody was straight. 
everybody was supposed to be straight. Tokyo vanity. And so this exposure to um, other forms and ways of life, no one could have imagined that in 1981, 1971, 1968. So it's just like, these girls don't have enough mental health for themselves, let alone to tell someone what their mental health will be and and how they will identify in the future. So what move? Get out the way. They don't have the range. And you can have the degrees. They, they can barely you tell can you have what they the about to do to you today. And not have the range. Those are two different things. Yeah. I have the degree to go in and um do patient care. Right now if I want to go into a skilled nursing facility, into anybody's hospital or anything like that, I don't have the range anymore because I don't want to do that shit no more. Yeah, first of all. So Again, range is different than your degree. Amen. So medical doctors have wonderful degrees that attribute them to practice medicine, but does not allow them to assign genders the way that genders should be assigned. There is not an assignment of gender from someone that can't teach that assignment. I came out the coochie hole three seconds ago. You're going to assign my gender. Girl move. You can't tell me how I will identify. Not even six to eight years. There are PBS has done documentaries on where children knew that they were born the wrong identity. So I mean, girl, you can't tell me what my gender identity will be one hour from now. Move. Absolutely. So we have been doing. Trump this was pl- trying to enact a law about that. Now that I think about it, Trump was trying to enact a law where it was assigned at birth and you could not um, ask for it to be changed in the future. Trump was trying to do that. Well, I come against that <laughs> in, like, in the name of range because he also does not have the range to do a lot. Trump doesn't even have a bachelorette's degree, so, so move. There's that. Um, again, you guys, we have been doing this podcast for two wonderful years. We just recently celebrated our second anniversary. Two years in one week. We have been um, ferociously <laughs> advocating for our own community. We have been ferociously uh, taking on the detractors of our personhood and of our rights um, and also trying to make you laugh at the same time. We would appreciate your support. Mm. We cannot do this podcast without your support. If you can support this podcast on Patreon, get over to our Patreon right now. We just um, recorded new media, new content for Patreon that you will not... 15 minutes bonus material. You will not get to hear anywhere else unless you are a supporter on Patreon. Um, if you cannot support for at least a dollar a month on Patreon, make sure that you share this episode with your community on social media. We would appreciate you. Um, in our tepid topics this week. Well, I was watching porn earlier. My browser. Ooh, wow. 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 Mm-hmm. Update my browser. Mercury is still in retrograde. When does it come out? Thursday. <sighs> And that explains a lot of what has happened over this I past quit. week. I <laughs> quit. I quit. I have a story. Oh, if I remember, you know my memory bad. I have a story to tell you. Okay. While Mercury is in Mercury, Mercury. See, see, this is she. She coming out. So while Mercury is in retrograde, the the first thing that is attacked is communication. Amen. Oh, 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 first and foremost. So, again, if you know nothing about the re- retrograde of Mer- Mercury, see? Woo! See? See? Woo! See her manifesting like, right there? talking about me. Stop, stop revealing my <laughs> truth. 
<laughs> the first thing is it attacks communication. Uh, there's been said that you should not sign any contracts while nope. Mercury is in retrograde. Uh, the enemy will try to confuse you, will trip you up, and you will be in turmoil and all of those things if you do not protect yourself while Mercury is in retrograde. I went to Ben's Chili Bowl and had a bad experience <laughs> at Ben's Chili Bowl. I was like, no, I get drunk and come to Ben's Chili Bowl because the food here delivers me from all evil. No, I'm having a bad <laughs> experience at my place that I go to to save me. I just couldn't believe that. I, I, Ben's Chili Bowl, I've gotten on the train drunk so many times. Oh, Chile. Um, and on the green line, they have to transfer to the red line. Mm. So I'm just like, and I got to do train transfers, and it's gonna be an hour before I get home. And you already dizzy. First of all, naturally. <laughs> so, <laughs> woo! I, mm-hmm, I can't, I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe it. Hey. So, um, T Pain, what year did they come out? Two thousand four. Oh wow. Two thousand three. You've been around a while. <laughs> um, burn a blue candle. Uh, to soften the blow of Mercury's retrograde. Um, also, a specific blue candle, or just, just the, blue the color? The color blue. Just at just start you can there. Smell like ocean I mean, water and just burn. Yeah, a blue just candle. start there, especially if you're not. If you don't do these types of things, if okay. you're just breaking into um, yeah. stones and crystals and Taking a energies peek into the and manifestation and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least start with a blue candle because Mercury's color is represented by blue. And it will. I'm going uh, to the store tomorrow. It will help. <laughs> it will help de- defend your own vibrations against the retrograde. Again, it ends Thursday, but I'm we like, got. I don't know how much time I got, but but we got another one coming up in July. So it's gonna be hot, niggas. Already ain't gonna be shit because mm. they're gonna see me walk around in short shorts, and they're gonna want to think they can play games. With also, my... make sure you get you some sage. Break <sighs> this shit up. Do we... I pour it on the carpet? No, you just so the, so you can use you can use the sage in two ways. You can use it near the blue candle, okay, um, or you can burn it, uh, preferably as naturally as possible um, throughout different uh, centers in your home. Okay, like definitely by the door because that's the entrance way. You know, okay, ward off spirits by the entrance Keep the way. Devil out. Um, by your bed because that's where you sleep and that's, that's where, where things can creep into your dreams. Mm. Um, by your shower because that is when you get. To thinking the most intimate of thoughts when you're when by yourself. Cleanse. Yes. Mm. So at least at those gateways, burning sage helps during the retrograde. Um, <laughs> now that I'm I got just mad that you just told us that at the end of the retrograde. Oh, yes, where okay. you was at the beginning. I was doing that for myself. <laughs> and shit, I still got impacted. Woo! Anyway, it's um, a blue candle over there. Oh, okay. We're at your house this week. It's a blue candle over there by the bed. It's mm. one in the bathroom as well. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I did all that because, again, this past week has given us a lot. Yeah. Hashtag surviving Cardi B. She did. <laughs> Let you tell the story. Come on. So Cardi B huh. um, trended with this surviving Cardi B, which I originally thought it was funny. <laughs> until I saw what I'm laughing still. <laughs> until I saw what it really was about. And yeah. then I was like, this is not funny, but that was funny still at the funny. beginning. So, Surviving Cardi B being a play on Surviving R. Kelly, if you don't know. Um, There was a video leaked. Um, A blogger did an interview with the young lady that uh, leaked the video of... Apparently, Cardi B was on somebody's live at some point. Insta. Yeah. And um, talked about drugging and stealing 
robbing niggas that wanted to have sex with her when she was in her stripper prostitution days. Uh-huh. Um, this friend of Cardi B's went to Tasha K's uh, YouTube and did an interview. She got 563,000 subscribers. I was like, okay, so Tasha K is a valid source. Like, she has an audience. So when if uh, an old friend of Cardi B comes to her, I would hope Tasha K did her due diligence with research and all this because there's 563,000 people that is about to listen to what Tasha K has to say. Yeah, I think she did. Um, and even wow. and even if she didn't, there is video evidence of Cardi B saying these things out of her mouth. <laughs> so there it always is with her, my Dominican sister. With her, it always is. She's a crazy rich broke Dominican. <laughs> She's broke in the head, but rich in the in the bank account. Amen. But that's Amen. okay. That's okay. We're gonna work with her. I think. Um, <clears throat> so that's where the hashtag came from. I I thought it was very notable that Cardi B took also a Twitter break this time because last time she was feeling smoke, she took a break from Instagram. Yep. And uh, this time she took a break from Twitter. And so I think it is very important to realize when uh, your mental health and your space is being attacked and to take breaks from things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a different thing when you are running away from things. Mm. Um, and when there are allegations that you can easily dispel with I said that in a rap or I ain't really mean it like that or that never happened you can dispel all that without taking a social media break like if somebody said um Superman I saw you in a porno girl you're a liar easy I don't gotta take a social media break because somebody <laughs> said that I was in porn girl you're a liar that's that's the way that that conversation would go but somebody with 563,000 subscribers that's a lot of people that are about to storm. yes I would say one thank you for uh, <laughs> mute this, this conversation mute this conversation on Twitter no I would say thank I would love to see that conversation if someone with 500,000 followers said the Superman was in porn I saw it he was getting fucked by 17 niggas. Ooh, I, thank you for the publicity. And I gotta support you through this. I'm like, oh my god. Oh no, this would be the was easiest he support. getting fucked by these girls? This, that would, I'm just saying, this would be was the you, easiest was support. You? Go to sleep. <laughs> um, this would be the easiest support that anybody would have to do for me as a friend or that I would have to do in defending myself and saying, oh, okay, no. But if there's a shadow of a doubt that it actually did happen, then yeah, you're gonna have to take a break it's because you can't. 529,000, not 568, but sure, 500 and something, 529,000. So it's like, I can hold you accountable. I can sue you if you're not telling the truth because you have a platform where a large majority. Oh, wow. Exclusive. So but she also be could streamed be one hour ago. Oh, she not. She's not giving up. No, and she, she and, and you wouldn't if you telling the truth. And that's why I feel like. Um, she's being vindicated. She's not losing no money. She's not losing no followers. Cardi B is suing her for, for seventy five thousand yeah. dollars, which in Cardi B world, if Cardi what B seventy five thousand dollars is petty. It is a move to scare other blogs, other people that may know some of the same type, same type of stories from telling those same same type of stories because they don't want to be sued for seventy five. Journalism at risk. The, the journalism is at risk. No, the, all that's going to make us do is. All of us are going to band together and I don't support see the journalist. I don't see that. Uh, I see. I see a I, lot of I see cancel it. Tasha K. 
Oh. I saw a lot of cancel Tasha K. Um, a lot of well, Cardi B been telling us her real story and she been real from the from the get go. I'm like, yeah. No, she never told y'all she mm, took niggas to the house and robbed them. Fuck them, then I get some money. Don't that sound a little bit familiar? Fuck them, then I get some money. Because hey. in Cardi B's response, she was saying um, a lot of these rappers talking about drug and women, aka Rick Ross. And y'all semi canceled Rick Ross, but y'all didn't really cancel Rick Ross. Um, so mm, her response was, "Well, look what other rappers are saying. That don't make it. That don't make it less illegal. <laughs> that don't make it less illegal. So again, like I said, it, it definitely makes me look a little differently at fuck 'em than I get some money because that was like that's one of my favorite Cardi B lines. Because <laughs> goal. Um, but." Where is the sympathy and payola for the men that this might have happened to if this actually did occur? That's the only thing that I I see missing from this argument Mm -hmm. is that if Cardi B did do this because she felt like she was trapped in the game and... She said she was an up-and-coming artist. She needed a lot of money fast. And robbing men was the only way that she could get the results she needed. So... But drugging them and robbing them at the same time is she a little said bit dropped in her response. She said, "So I saw the video caption and then I watched it. Mm. I heard her say drop. She didn't say drug. She said I took niggas to the house and then I dropped them. And so I was like, oh, that's a very New York slang word. If you drop, if dropping niggas means that you rob them." I didn't hear her say drugging niggas. She said dropped, I, and and then I dropped. I took them back to the hotel, and then I dropped niggas. I was so like, so what does dropped mean then? That's what I was saying. It would be a New York slang word, that and still what does that like mean? That's what that's that that's what I'm saying. I'm like, but she didn't explicitly say drugs, and so if dropping someone means that you drug them. Can somebody clarify that for me? Because I also didn't research it. I saw what she said. I was like, she didn't say drug. She said dropped. So, but I don't know what the definition of dropped means. I don't know what the definition So, in a lot of instances of um, date rape, when people are using GHB, uh, like I've talked about on previous episodes, they'll use the uh, eyedropper and put two or three drops oh. of the GHB Again, that's why oh, oh, oh. that's why it's being wow, insinuated oh. that she's talking about drugging people, because that would be what dropped means. Uh-huh. Uh, people, people oh. in date rape situations, they will take the eyedropper because the pill is easily seen in a cup. Yes, but two or three drops of GHB in a drink is you can't smell it, you can't taste it. You will have drank the whole drink. The GHB will be. Don't leave your drink nowhere. I'm not leaving my drink nowhere. But 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 we're but that culture is not in men. Definitely not in cishet men. Homosexual? No. The no. The culture of watching your drink. If a Uh bitch, excuse me. Damn. The the if a woman. The Detroit jumped out. (laughs) Uh, If a if a female. I can't say female because that's Mm, that's different. Um. But if a woman, if a young lady brings Uh you a drink. (laughs) Um, and you think that y'all are about to have sex, you're going to drink the drink. Uh-huh. In general, cishet, hetero, dating and going on. He bought me a drink, girl. I'm going to go over here with Chris. I'm going to talk if, to y'all if later. A girl, if a girl brings you a drink, a straight man is never like, did she put something in this drink? No, not Bring many straight men that I have ever Jameson. come across. Yeah, he yeah. 
They'll drink the whole drink because it's Henny in here. That's going to make my dick hard for like an, an extra 20 minutes. And I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And then like now he's a bad, he, a bad bitch. Right. And now he then got drugged and woke up without his Rolexes. That's also a Cardi B lyric. <sighs> um, And his wallet. So, hashtag surviving Cardi B. Uh, I hope that she has a really good defense for this besides suing somebody for $75,000. Because that doesn't say I'm innocent. That doesn't say I ain't never do this. Um, and definitely when looking back at your words, it does not look great. Mejete. Um, <laughs> Teen Titans has casts has cast yeah its first deaf trans man to play a character in its new streaming show. I am extremely excited about it um, because DC's streaming. Um, the new app or the DC streaming app or yeah well it's it's the DC it's universe? Netflix is Netflix for DC D- DC universe is yeah. the name of the app okay. yeah and so um, I really haven't had a reason to be excited and I love DC uh-huh. uh but this piques my interest <clears throat> just a little bit more because the trans man that uh, they've cast in the role of Jericho um is uh, differently abled. He's Jewish, and he's a trans man of color. Uh, his name is Chella Man, um, and it is the first time in any of the comic book um, shows or movies that they have uh, directly looked into a community that has never had a superhero to have a superhero represented. Um, and for all the praise that Marvel gets, I know it probably feels like I've been driving, dragging Marvel for three weeks, but facts. Um, for all the praise that Marvel gets for storytelling, um, they never have gotten to this aspect of someone that is disabled, differently abled, uh, a person of color, and trans, and can be represented by a uh, comic book character already in existence. Jericho is a character from DC Comics whose mysterious powers um, are activated by his gaze. Gaze. Get it? G-A-Z-E. G-A-Y-S. Gaze. Sorry. If he looks, if he locks eyes with you, he can control your body. He's also um, the son of Deathstroke, uh, who is one of my favorite bad guys. And so I really, really love this move. Uh, for the DC Universe and for Teen Titans. Um, I didn't really watch the first season. Um, I only watched like the ex- the excerpts and um, wasn't really that interested, but I am definitely going to go watch the first season so that I'm prepared for the second season because I want to see this trans, differently abled Jewish trans man represent for the culture. Come on out. Spring has sprung. We are in spring now, and um, I think that spring cleaning is extremely important, extremely important to you guys, um, Make making sure that you do more than just the physical spring cleaning. Spring cleaning means spring cleaning things, people, ideas, and spirits. Um, we are the new ancestors right now. Oh. Uh, last week... We talked about Dr. Maya Angelou, and we have to realize that there's never going to be another Dr. Maya Angelou. There's only going to be whatever we leave behind, 
and we are the current ancestors to people 60 years in, in the future from now. So, um, if it be video, if it be podcasting, if it be uh, Twitter feeds, whatever it is in the historical data that they will look back and talk about, we are those current ancestors now. And we have to make sure that we've cleaned up our own house uh, so that we can shine brightly in those people's eyes. We we never saw um, a sex tape from Dr. Maya Angelou. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? I'm just saying. So <laughs> like like that's an ancestor. Like Move we hold on. we hold Move up on. we hold up Move we on. hold up greatly and dearly for her great works because she also did a great work to hold up her own character. Um, and I think it's important now that we do that now. Okay. Because a lot of us don't. So stop having sex on video? I'm not saying that. I don't, what are you saying? Because Pam name. Anderson is still famous as fuck. What are you saying? What are you, one night in Paris. Yeah. Um, and that message may not resonate with everyone. And that's fine. But the people that it will resonate with. I see you. We see each other. Tokyo from Love and Hip Hop. Tokyo Vanity. What's she do? Miss, that's my best friend. Cause really, I never, I have, I haven't watched um, Love and Hip Hop in a while, a long time, long time, and so I didn't even realize that she was on Love and Hip Hop. What she do? Um, Tokyo made a video um talking about her discomfort and her um unknowing. Yeah, just. Ignorance, just ignorance, ignorance of why uh, gay visibility was so prevalent now and seeing so much um, of uh, gay characters and the gay agenda. We'll get to the gay agenda being seen on TV and in media. And I think she was speaking her truth on Instagram live. She was like. I just feel like the kids are exposed to so much of it now and they are easily influenced and it's just too much. Do you know how long we have to fight for recognition? Do you know how long black people and we are still fighting to be equally recognized in cities like Chicago and cities like New York and the whole state of Florida because girls stand your ground is trash. Um, so for you to be on Instagram live, um, doing your nails and slamming everyone who has inspired you and supported you through your journey, um, from whatever small neighborhood you were from. Cause I don't even think she was from Atlanta. I think she just like, this is the closest franchise I could be associated with. And so, um, for her to just sit on her Instagram live and be follow her nails and, Laying in the bed, um, fresh at 11 a.m. Because she don't have to go clock in anywhere and not have to mask her identity or not have to conform to anything because people who have supported her have allowed her to broadcast live from Instagram at 11 a.m. Use your platform for something better than that. But that's why I said she's speaking her truth and that's all she knows. Ignorance can't be... You up. act like one of the city girls, and I'm just—I I, not that I expected that to be more, but 
be more, be better, be best, or whatever. <clears throat> um, what I said on Twitter was, anytime a bitch opens their mouth, and I use that term very firmly. Yeah. Um, anytime a bitch opens their mouth and say, I just feel like that means the dumbest, <sighs> the most uninformed, the least researched thing is about to come out of your goddamn mouth. So the I just feel like part of her argument is all of those things still. And she can just feel like that. She's an American. She's allowed to feel like that. I'm not saying she should Amendment go to one. I'm not saying she should go to jail for her feelings. I'm saying she should go to school. I'm saying she should learn more. I'm saying she should be around uh a more diverse group of people. But she already I'm saying is she exposed. Should... She's in Atlanta exposed around no. a lot of things. So Especially so there are two with social Atlantis. media influencers, uh, there are two millennials Atlantis. are more likely to have careers in the types of things that she has careers in, and especially people who are um, more progressive with their thoughts. And so, I thought about that as well. No, oh. there there are two Atlantas. Oh. There are oh. the 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 girls, and I mean boys and girls, but the girls that live in Atlanta that know that. It is gay Hollywood, but it is also a chocolate city. It's not the chocolate city because DC is the chocolate city, but it's a chocolate city and they will deal with the gays because they know that they don't have any choice. These are the girls that are the executive vice presidents of this, the hairdressers of that, the marketers of this. Um, if you get to Power. the, yeah, they, they're so, they're intertwined so much in the Atlanta community that you can't get away from them. Does that mean you have to be uh, educated on them? No. It should, because they everywhere are in and around. But apparently, they that's the one Atlanta. That's one version of Atlanta. So yeah, that's that's the one Atlanta that she is in. There are so many other love and hip hop girls that are the same way, and Real Housewives of Atlanta girls Ooh. that are the same way. Of I'll deal with the gays. I'll steal the gay lingo. I. Pretend they even like the gays. And then you get behind closed doors and they be like, they taking our men. Marlo calling Miss Lawrence a faggot. Mm. So that's why there are two Atlantas. It's not, and it's not, it's not fair to say that just because she lives in Atlanta that she would be more quote unquote woke to gay causes because she lives in Atlanta. There's still a lot of goddamn homophobia in Atlanta on the fucking Piedmont and on the Peachtree right now. And on Church Road. <laughs> so no, Atlanta just being present in Atlanta does not absolve you from homophobia unfortunately but I want her to do a, a better job I want her to learn from people around her I want her to read some books I want her to see some videos um, and I want her to cut them goddamn nails Pose season 2 Woo! Has it's not been... even my birthday okay. um, it's po not Pose season 2 has begun filming um, the episode, I mean, the, the season, the is, season, uh -huh. the Come seasons on. are, don't report this wrong. I might punch you. This is important. Don't he got jokes, y'all? He got jokes. <laughs> um, and is, uh, supposed to air this summer. Uh, Pride month of June. So, uh, breaking news. No, I did not get the call to play, um, the yeah. gay trade at the sex party in post season. We two. also didn't go to New York and audition, but so. They still should have called us. But I'm still encouraged that y'all will call for season three. My number is 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> 202. Okay. Come on, DC number. Um, but when I can't. first met you, you had a, t- a Texas number. I lived in Texas. I can't wait um, for positive LGBT television to come back into my life. Slay me. Take me down. Bring because me up. There is none currently. Throw me around. I'm, oh, I'm a bottom. Wow. Just just give me all the emotions. Thank you. I'm end up saying thank you to Pause. Pause, thank you. Ooh, thank you, Pause. That means the episode ain't that good because you had time to say thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank look, you. Thank you, look. Nick. Thank you, Nick. Um But we're currently pause. rewatching Noah's Ark. So that's not what's on right now. But we were noticing that um, some of the themes uh, from, from Noah's Ark are still uh, relevant in 2019 as they were... Like saying, oh, cr- Decades ago. Uh, are, we, are we coming back to that? Because mm, I got time. I got time. The girls want to trademark. Oh, okay. Trademark something that wasn't yours. And then she wants to reach out for the drag race girl for um an endorsement, but she wants the one that said Lagunja Estrange was not the. She got that from somewhere either. else. This, that, and so I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I Money. Understand. Money is the reason. Coin. She's admitting Money is the Coin reason. is the reason. Because. Well, no, I'm not talking about from her part, oh. but why anybody would grant her the trademark for something that has has been said before she was born. Bill Calise is what, 26? 28, 29, 20, I don't think she, no, I don't think she, I don't want to say 29, it's kind of She's 26 or below. Okay. The ballroom scene has been saying things around that for longer than that. And for someone to be born and then claim a trademark for something that was said before they were born. Huh? Money. But you know, the girls who are investigating the trademark are not going to do their due diligence. Do an investigation? <laughs> They're not going to do an investigation? No. Um, Postseason two, can't wait to see you guys come back. OMG. Rosie O'Donnell is making me defend Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I was so... What happened? I saw Elizabeth... I didn't even see what Rosie said. The The trend is whatever this other girl said. I'm like, I don't like this other girl, but she's the one trending. I don't know what Rosie said. What did Rosie say? <sighs> Rosie O'Donnell. Our good sister in the community. Huh? Please choose your words carefully. I know that you come from a different era when you did not have to say things one way or have to just say things just to your friends. Oh. And something different in social media or in books. Okay. Um, but this can get you fucked up. <sighs> and giving white lily... Republican girls. Okay, so you gotta say it right. It's Lily White bitches. That's my word. I've oh. oh, I should get that trademark. It's Cardi B. Lily White bitches. Lily White. I love lilies, but the white lilies and bitches. And that is exactly what Elizabeth Hasselbeck is. is. <laughs> Lily White bitches. Um, I'm I'm absolutely not here for having to having to defend 
that lily white bitch or any <laughs> lily white bitch on any day, but I have to in this instance. Okay, so what happened? So Rosie O'Donnell um, is in a book uh, where she says that she had a little bit of a crush, quote, a little bit of a crush on uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck mm-hmm. and claims there were underlying lesbian tones on both parts. Oh. She further calls attention to Elizabeth Hasselbeck's time playing softball while she was in college when Rosie O'Donnell didn't know her. Mm. Um, by saying there are not many in my life girls with such athletic talent on sports teams that are traditionally male that aren't at least a little bit gay. I put the bit in there, but she said a little gay. Mm. Oh wait, no, I no, she did say a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that's the quote. Um, and so in that, she made the inference that just by being on a female sports team that most of them girls are gay and that's not how sports teams work incorrect um she also made the inference that the crush uh between her and elizabeth hasselback was both ways ah! and elizabeth hasselback it is was not reciprocated me heterosexual and does not like you so that's not true Oh, it was not reciprocated. And she also said that there were the undertones of... Um, Rosie said. Yeah. Uh, lesbian uh, lesbian undertones. Underlying lesbian tones on both parts. And Elizabeth Hasselbeck has no lesbian tones to her. Yeah. She is a Bible-thumping, conservative. Republican, conservative, oh died in the wolves. I support the troops, but <laughs> ain't never been a troop. Um, and this is not who she is. Uh, and she, uh, took to the view today to promote her own book and to, uh, vehemently, she got uh, a deny, her own response. yeah, vehemently deny these accusations, uh, that Rosie O'Donnell was saying. Feel. Well, I, I do, do know how to feel. Rosie, what, what, what? So again, this could have been relegated to, even if you felt this and weren't sure about this. Don't say that out loud. Not in a book. This is written in a book. Not just not on Twitter, not on Facebook, not in the Instagram delete, um, delete, story. Delete. It's in a written book. Wow. That she said these things, and they are untrue. Were they true? I'd be like, mm. I would never have guessed that. If there was a ounce of a possibility of it being true not that if we know if it's true it's if there was an ounce of could this possibly be true but it's all the- i don't be at the view every day but so how does rosie feel when she come to work every day she's allowed those thoughts but it's like i look at this bitch every day and i don't see that uh, and it's not that you can see gay men do it sometimes yeah and it's as not, well yeah and it's, it's not, not that you can it's, it's, yeah and it's not that you can see sexual orientation because it can't yeah. be seen but there is just so much, again, inference into this is how Rosie feel. Yeah. Rosie was basically making the same kind of statements that Tokyo did. Of, I just feel like I just feel like it was um, lesbian undertones to this girl playing softball or when she was around me. Um, and then also saying that she wanted to groom her and things like that. Whoa. Whoa. Rosie, stop. Rosie, stop. Whoa. First off, we weren't asking no questions about Rosie. We were not missing you. No shade. But this is not helping 
I know you need your engagement and your numbers and stuff, but this is not positive social media engagement. This is negative social media engagement. So what? And even if it was true, again, I I'm in my heart of hearts, in my intuition. I know it's not true, but even if it was, why are you outing another lesbian if she was a lesbian? Because that's not our style. That that's not our style. Elizabeth Hasselback is married with three kids. And if she was a lesbian, if she wanted Joe Snatch, is, you felt like the per, the proper medium was to get into a book and tell the world that Elizabeth Hasselback was a lesbian? lesbian. Wow, that's not the right. Go to sleep, I Rosie love O'Donnell. All my lesbian sisters and brothers. Rosie O'Donnell, no. Go to sleep. She should be on a goddamn Twitter break. So are you wrapping up hot topics? No, I'm unfortunately. Well, how many more hot topics you got? Us. Came out this past weekend. Who? Us. U.S. Me and you. We came out. Elizabeth is back eight. So. Wow. That was not even. That's not how you even <laughs> say her name. But all right. <laughs> Us came out this weekend. Okay. Um, and I think that it was a great movie. Um, if you have not seen Us yet, I please. Seen it. Please fast forward this episode about five minutes okay, while we okay. while we do a semi spoiler review. Two, one. It was trash. So, I knew that girls like you would think that. Wow, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think I'm tra- Wow. Wow, that so, was a joke. I, and so, I saw, like, before it actually even came out, the critics, it was like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. True, and the girls love complaining on the internet. Yeah. So, the girls not complaining on the internet? Oh, I gotta go see this. And then, like, during this past weekend while it was out and actual people, not critics, were talking about it, uh-huh. I saw it get more mixed reviews. Like, there were people that didn't like it at that all. That is the point. That is the point. And there were people that did really like That's it. That's how you know it's successful. Yeah. And so, the people that didn't really like it, I think that they are, they have a different palette for movies. They wanted a more straightforward Oh, Jason is coming. The old white lady is going to shoot him. Oh, he's going to pretend to be dead. But when she turns around, he is going to be gone. D- no, that's not how Jordan Peele thinks. Yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> Get Out Get Out was a little bit more palatable uh, for that that demographic. Yeah. Um, and this was more of a thinking movie. He- and, oh, y'all like the thinking part? I'm going to include a lot more of the thinking part. Yeah, and um, open-endedness of things where you had to think about it or come to your own conclusion. Yeah. And I really like that about the movie. Do I love Us? Do I think that Us is one of the greatest horror movies of all times, which I saw a lot of critics saying about it? No, because I've seen horror movies, and that's not the greatest of them. Was it a good movie? Yes. I think that Jordan Peele has created a space and a lane for himself and, and put a stamp with on the industry movies. with only two movies. The girls are mad that he's two movies in and already is legendary. And, and so if, they're also trying to deny him that in their rebuttals. Well, the numbers do not lie. The same metrics that they apply to these other... Did y'all still give it to M. Night Shyamalan? Lord knows. Well, M. M. Night Shyamalan is a person of color, but when oh, it is, yeah. but when it is, it. but when it is, uh, white screenwriters, directors, they are allowed a different space. Why of, did Death? Why does Death Day have a remix? Death Day Two. A remix. Go. 
goes a white woman wakes up in her bed in college and Fifty Cent party in the club is playing. Why does that need a remix movie? Why does it deserve a sequel? I didn't see the first one. I ain't seen the second one. The first one was pretty good. I haven't seen the second one. (laughs) Okay. But the other day was a good movie as well. It was entertaining. It was less of a thinking man's movie, but it was more of a popcorn movie. Again, you have to be a a student of a film, be a student of movies to know. And that's what we need people who go see us to understand. Death Day, Death Day Two, and us are completely different. I'm not, and so again, I say that. But also, I'm not giving it, like I said, the credit of what critics were saying as far as it being the greatest horror film ever. Like they they oh, put it the shining again. I know Shining is up there for y'all. Yeah, again, um, it has Alfred Hitchcock vibes, mm-hmm. but it is not an Alfred Hitchcock more Alfred Wood <laughs> movie. Um, the one thing that I definitely want to highlight is if Lupita Nyong'o does not Sweetheart. snatch every award Sweetheart. this next year, we should write the Spirit Awards. It's not even an independent film, but she at least deserves it. She was the literal representation of working twice as hard to get half as much. Two characters with range. Two characters with range. Some of the girls barely have one character with half the range. The husband was just a comedic relief. And people were, they're like, mm, Mbaku could um, blow my back out. But mm, this guy, I don't know. The sexiness and the thickness of Winston Duke Baby cannot be matched. Sweetheart. It can't be matched. I really and don't they, feel like they it allowed can. They all the angles with the video. And I, I, when, I, when I see it again, I'm You're going. You're like, thick boys? That's new for you. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> If your next piece ain't a four to four in the waist, I'm boycotting. Hey, Umbaku, I'm Umbaku. <laughs> Winston Duke is not a forty four in the waist. You don't know that. I do. I can. I have eyes. Not a forty four. Um, those thighs can save lives. In Jesus' name. And, and they were on full display in this movie all the time. Mm. Um, I really loved the commentary that is kind of undertoned in uh this could be what it looks like for a black upheaval like with uprising or upheaval of what white people have been scared of for a long time in this country of what happens when the day that black people realize the things that we have done to them and they revolt has revolutions happened before yes have we done it on on the scale that could have been done no no and so i think that the movie again that was from my perspective one of the things that jordan peele was kind of winking at i think um there was a commentary on the fight against homelessness there was a commentary on the fight against classism and environmentalism that also played into it and if you didn't see those things you've got to see it again you got to see it again once the the stuff died out yeah, because right now we're just all going to see it for oh Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele, okay. And and lastly, with that, I think it was also a nod to whitewashed black people. So the tethered being more considered as like actual black people, and then the people that were in the real world, in the real world, being considered whitewashed black people, meaning black people that feel like they're black, but not like black black. Like, if you even listen to the vernacular of 
the cast that weren't the tethered, the shadows, they were a little white. And the naive. the te- and definitely naive. And the tethered didn't have voices except one. Uh, uh, uh. So I There's think that it was a spoiler a, alert. Oh, we need to finish because we told the girls four or five minutes. Yeah. And so I think it was a nod to all of that. Um and if you didn't see any of that, rewatch it if you need to hit a joint beforehand. Also do that, because that can help. Um but I think it was a good movie, but not the best horror movie of all time. Just something worth seeing. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Bob Mueller, we were all rooting for you. Bye. We were all rooting for you. Two years. You wasted my life. So I hope that this has a better conclusion than what this week has given. Like I, like I said at the beginning. We are in retrograde. That's why these... we, like I said at the beginning, we are in retrograde. Everything... And things that are being communicated to us are haywire. I'm about to go get my blue candle. Because I know that the full report going to come out. And it's going to be misty nights over here. Well, at least I'll have the truth. Amen. I know that if you want to put someone in, in charge of an investigation and find some shit out, you need to put a black woman or a bottom in charge Come of that out, investigation. Because they're going to find all of the things. And, and, and if he did not the truth. And if he did not find crimes that Donald Trump obviously committed, he needed a black woman or a bottom on his team. That's all I'm going to say on that. Real Housewives of Atlanta... Eva was embarrassed this last episode uh, because of her alleged money troubles. And I think that she should be less embarrassed about her money troubles and more interested in surrounding herself with real friends. Amen. When you are surrounded by real friends, you do not worry about them telling the world that you got $2.59 in your account. You worry about whether them two friends are going to add $2.59 to your account. Not tell the world about your Girl, can I pay for dinner tonight? Or girl, can I... Pay for them? What can I, how can I help you instead of drag you down? Yeah. So, I think that she needs to trust but verify with her goddamn friends. They Ooh. they dig. She had been friends with that girl for a decade. They dig through your life. They pretend to be somebody. They be in your wedding. And that's to some of the, two of the girls. And um, at the end of the day, you should really be doing background checks on these hoes. Who was that? That was um, Lisa Nicole Clout. Okay, I'm like, um, yeah. On Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine. That was doing background checks on girls before friendship and she before business. She did one on Quad. Because mm-hmm. they said Quad wasn't trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Quad is not. Mm-hmm. So Need a background check. Even needs to, Even needs to do some background checks. Um, RuPaul's best friend race. I think that this episode was a timely episode because it touched on xenophobia. Hey, um, Right after... The um the, the massacre mm-hmm. in New Zealand where uh dozens of people were killed. Forty nine? Yeah. That's uh, a lot. Were were killed in a New mass Zealand. in a mass shooting and um they were killed because they were Muslim. And we had the first Muslim drag queen on drag race. Again, I don't I I mean stars had to align for this episode to happen literally right after that. Uh and then for her Spoiler alert. And then, so for New Zealand's laws to be more liberal than America's laws, where Amendment Number 2 is the right to bear arms, um, there's still voter laws, girl. Like, okay, I got to have a valid state ID. I got to have two forms of valid state ID with photos, if needed, depending on my state. I mean, the right to bear arms is cute 
but like and compared to other amendments where I am also expected to have all these other um appendixes to the law how come the right to bear arms don't get any appendices and that's what wears me thin because New Zealand was able to have the incident and have a full law within 10 days but it's taking us millennia to oh, first of all we've only been a thing for 265 years but um girl it's not that um Amendment 17 or Amendment 21 or Amendment 29 don't come with variable rights. I mean, like, you know, like other requirements. Yeah, you have it, but what about these things that go with it? You need to have these things to support it, to prove that you are able to have your Second Amendment right. Um, Even with free speech. Girl, if I said, like, um, Nazi Germany, Nazis till the day I die. I do have free speech to say that, but girl, I'm still gonna be put, held to the cross. I'm not gonna be held to the Constitution. I'm gonna be held to the cross on about my Nazi views. So how come when I want to go buy um two automatic assault rifles, ain't nobody got nothing to say? I'm about them. I'm confused. I'm dizzy all the time. Y'all just gonna let me have two automatic um pistols? Yeah, and, and again, <laughs> so so the. The episode this week, um, Mercedes got to touch on um, her Muslim faith, and um, finally she had to ans- legally change her whole name from it was something Muhammad, and because her name included the word Muhammad, she was put on a no fly list, and she was just trying to take her grandma to London. I did all these drag shows, booked me and my grandma two flights to London, and now all of a sudden my grandma gets to go to London, who doesn't speak English. Because I was supposed to be her translator. I was supposed to keep my grandma safe during our trip to London. And so, who's going to keep my grandma safe when she gets there? Now I got to come up with other money. What? Because y'all think I'm the dangerous one when all these mass murders in the last five years have been committed by white men. Get away from me with this. I'm not here for it. Okay, shut my fat ass up. Woo! It's very difficult for me. (laughs) It's very difficult. So again, I think it was a very timely episode. Um, I'm luck. We're all lucky to have seen her talk about it before she yes. went home. Um, I wish her the best. I think she was a good drag queen. Um, I do think it was also it was her time. Yeah, it was. Um, but it also spurned a question um on YouTube that I had looked at, and I didn't realize that that, that many people have been asking the same question: Was does Drag Race need RuPaul? No. So. And that's my fave. You know, I got two faves. <laughs> Wendy Williams and RuPaul. But it don't need RuPaul anymore. But it it's like doing top model with Rita Ora. So. um, that, Yeah, I'm, I'm about to get to that. <laughs> so I think the name and the coin for the show should and will more than likely always go to RuPaul because it's his intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Queen Mother. I did all of this. But we are at season and a pioneer. Um, but we are season 11, and we still haven't really found America's next drag, drag superstar. Maybe just RuPaul should come do the circle around in the workroom, like Tim Gunn does on Project Runway. It's Project Runway, but they've had like three or four hosts. I don't know. I've never watched that. Oh, okay. But we are, again, like a, like I said, 11, season in, 11 seasons in, plus All-Stars. Ooh, and we've All-Stars. got... All of these winners, 
and really no one that could really hold the crown of RuPaul out of all of these winners, not even just the ones that came close or that made the most money or sold the most albums, but we still don't even have just another girl that can be RuPaul if RuPaul died tomorrow. Um, I think that it is worth exploring. Um, like we talked about with America's next drag, um, America's Ooh. next, <laughs> America's Ooh. next top model because America's, I mean, cause RuPaul's drag race was really initially a Based play on America's, America's next, next top, top model. It's my favorite reality show. And then RuPaul's drag race. Came, I was like, Oh my gosh. Based on my original favorite all time. Yeah. And then it was gay. I was like, wow, they're really, yeah. yeah. That helped me transfer my spirit from top model to drag race. Cause it was based on the, it was just the gay version, so of course. So I think that they could use um, the opportunity to try it, just like uh, Next Top Model tried it with Ridor. I think Ridor was a horrible decision. <gasps> there are plenty of she other girls. No I don't know. Pants, so she cannot get me to watch no TV. <laughs> I don't know oh, where Naomi Campbell was. I don't know on where. The face. I don't she know had where. Her own show called The Face. It, mm, where's that? And where is that? <laughs> um, where is that? Even more, even even Marcel could have done it as a winner. True, I would I would tune in a little taste for even Marcel to. But you know the yeah. black girl, the black girl being the. But oh, she well, is a black girl Sarah taking Bates a black girl. Was a black girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Okay, I need to compute. <laughs> so I think that as a as a testament of Rue's tutelage as Should a teacher someone replace rupaul on RuPaul? at least for one season and then we say mm, i ain't like that where's rupaul um as a as a testament to rupaul's tutelage and crowning of these queens try one of them right. say okay Alyssa, you do it trixie mattel mm, that's gonna be a fail um but i think if rue died tomorrow i would want laverne cox i would want Alyssa Edwards, I would want Naomi Campbell and Billy Porter on the judges' table. They they can argue out who's going to be the main host or what, but I want those. That would be a great judges' table. You got black girls. You got trans girls. You got white girls. And so I think that they should try it because I think Rue is like one mistake away from putting his foot fully in his mouth in things. Because he's been... And that can take away the coin for the whole franchise. So that is uh, the recap there. I would just like to close it with How White Men Get Away with Murder. Ed Buck is still... the new um, charges. Yeah, Ed Buck is still on these streets. And he needs to be in jail. Um... The this coroner's week. office this week uh, yeah, um, finally released the official cause of death of Timothy Dean, mm-hmm. uh, who his last victim was, as an overdose of methamphetamines. An accidental overdose. Duh. Well, if I was strapped to the bed... And did, when the police <laughs> got there. And there was porn playing in the background when the police got there. And there were methamphetamine um, products... Around the room when I was strapped to the bed. So I was doing it myself because I was strapped to the bed. So who did this to me? <laughs> I can't inject 
things into my arm with my feet. <laughs> what 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 is going on? Um, Buck's attorney released a statement this week also saying that uh, Timothy Dean arrived at Ed Buck's house already under the influence. Same thing he said about Jamel Moore. Under the influence does not mean dead. Right, because I'm under the influence right now. And I show up to work so, every... <laughs> again, work. you can be under the influence of something and then something else added to, again, the girl's... Y'all, if you did not go to medical school, you did not go to nursing school, you do not know how the girls don't die things interact. Oh, for those alcohol. Oh, Many yeah. of us don't. Many, I know there's a wow select few. Yeah, there, there are people that do die. Uh, as I but um, alcohol. The Federal Election Records Commission uh, has uncovered that Ed Buck has donated more than fifty three thousand dollars to Democratic candidates and campaigns. Since 2008, um, my only question, it's an open question, doesn't need an answer at this moment, but is that the price of two African-American men's lives in 2019? 2019, you spent $53,000 over the last 11 years, and that has kept you out of jail. Imagine what my student loan debt looks like. Oh, Murder of two black men that has kept you out of jail. So, uh, again, I will not take my stiletto off this bitch's neck. Uh, hashtag arrest Ed Buck until I see the nigga, the person behind bars. And that is this week's tepid topics. Thank you guys so much for leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, like barely outside the top 200 in um, the Bahamas, we were number 205 this week. Um, and in South Africa, we were number 215 in their um, top 200 podcasts. The latest review says, um, I'm a new listener and I love it so far. So shout out to New New 24 via Apple Podcasts who left us a five-star review with um, two hand claps. Thank you so much for listening and loving Here For It Podcast, New New 24. Um, if, even if you don't, leave a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. We are always looking and lurking on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts and leave comments. We are there. We are watching and we love and appreciate everything that you guys have to say about Here For A Podcast. Thank you guys so much again for all the support. Again, we will not and we cannot do this without you. If I was um, a strict top, I would have sex with all y'all, but I'm not. I'm a Vada. Take your true Vada. <laughs> and we're about to get to that in a minute. All uh, right, social studies. <laughs> I have a few questions for you, co-host. What's your favorite gaming console in all of your life? Which one do you... PS4 okay, to besides, I was going to say besides the current version. Well, it's like P- some girls like GameCube, some girls like Sega Genesis, some girls PS2, like PS2 because PS2 had the, yeah PS2 had the most lit games, and I remember it as a teenager. When did they come out? Ninety one? No, uh-huh. no, it was in the late nineties, early two thousands. Your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal was Frosted Flakes. Oh no, I loved Honeycombs. Mm, I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch still. I like Smacks a little bit, but Ugh, Smacks that's the nastiest only- one. We had roaches anyway, so it looked like roaches. So. Oh, okay. Um, what movie did you enjoy as a teen that you could still watch today? Terminator 2. 91? I'm thinking everything about 91 or 93. Okay. Were you staying at that 91? I mean, like, that's when I started 
watching movies and stuff. Okay. Um, no, I feel like Terminator came out in like the mid nineties. Is there a, any other Terminator movies 2. that you feel Spawn? Oh, well, Michael Bay Jordan. Well, my Michael Bay Jordan is y'all different. Wow. Michael J. White. There you go. Wow, I had to imagine. <laughs> I was so in tune with the body. I was like, I don't even know the name. His name was Michael. I loved his body. Daddy, Michael yeah. Daddy Jai. Yeah, Michael Daddy Jai White. Tasha still screaming his name. No pause. Okay. Um, the last question is at your prom, what songs do you remember? Um, damn, I remember yeah, like some white by songs. Usher. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, by Usher. There was a, a pink song because pink has been killing. It. Yeah, it was a pink one, and then the Vanessa Carlton song. I think was our slow song. Um. Apple bottom jeans and the boots, boots with T Pain. Okay, no, that was that was Flo Rider. Oh, ooh, correct me. I, I was at there at your prom. So yeah, that those songs I remember from my prom. What do those when you think about your favorite movies from back in those times or the song? Well, my prom and and other teenage years are two different times. Like early nineties, I was not at I was not in high school. I mean, I'm <laughs> asking, what do you remember about? Okay, so Terminator 2, I thought, was um, visually stunning. Um, it was one of the first movies that I really loved the special effects for. I didn't know anything about special effects. I just thought that magic was happening. Um, and uh, I liked the mother, uh, who was Sarah Connor's interaction and training of John Connor, which uh, foreshadowed me even joining the military myself. Nostalgia. Um, according to I watched this video on YouTube um, by Hank Green with the SciShow Psych. I'm gonna leave the link in the video in in the description below because it's big words, fancy uh, acronyms. The University of Southampton in England says nostalgia can be your brain's way of protecting you. By changing your mood and increasing your self-esteem. So you're like, oh, songs today don't just really do it for me. I listen to two Rita Ora songs. Then Ariana Grande came on. And she could never, uh, she tries her best, but she's no Mariah Carey. And then like, according to Kim Burrell, Fantasia is no Leandra Johnson. We I'm also, like, <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> what is going on? Kim Burrell, what is going on? Kim Burrell is canceled. <laughs> um, so nostalgia can be your... Your brain's way of protecting you. And also, according to Hank Green in his video, nostalgia makes you feel more connected to people. Um, if you could go buy a PS2 game or a PS3 game, um, it is said per researchers that nostalgic items like video games and going back to live events help connect people to remember great periods in their life. I know that the Millennium Tour is going on right now. And we all remember Chingy. I like the way you do that right there. Hey. And but also Res B is there with B2K causing trouble. And people are asking if Res B needs therapy. Yes. Res B need therapy in 2002. And Res B needs therapy in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's no no joke. There's nothing to play about. Um but I also don't like that he continues to 
say that he don't know if he can make it to the end of the Millennium Tour because we've all bought our tickets and we're all expecting that nostalgia that we tuned into. No, we all didn't. Well, first of all, B2K was my thing. Don't Where's do, your ticket at? Don't deny me my rights. You ain't got no ticket. Don't den- I, I also didn't go to Ariana Grande this week. I love no money in Ariana. I just don't have the money. This so week, you guys can change that over at uh, Patreon. Anyway, <laughs> researchers say that um, nostalgic items like video games or live events help people remember great periods in their life. And studies also say that people will spend more money for those things. So I will spend more money to um, have happy feelings towards something from... Happy feelings. Come on out. But you like the original Nintendo was re-released and the girls bought that out. And I I have a serious affection for Duck Hunt. So I guess if they released Simple. the original Nintendo with Duck Hunt and I can go buy the gun, I guess I'll be doing those things. That's social studies this week. Work. Remembering songs that came out when we were at prom and remembering our favorite serials as children. Nostalgia and the effects, the positive and negative effects, because, child, I don't like ketchup because when I was with my abuser, I see red. Oh, okay. Um. Well, this week in sexual health, welcome to the Sex Burst Casting Couch. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> a real category in porn. It is. I'm scared. Yeah. You should always be scared if you're on a casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> um... I have been reporting for the past couple weeks on um, the discoveries and the cures um, going on with uh, HIV research. And um, this past week, it was also uh, unearthed that the seventh person that has been on PrEP has contracted HIV. Um and of course, the typical detractors, the typical people that um, will say what they will about prep unknowingly um, and uneducatedly will continue to espouse the same things about something that they do not know. So um, the story is um, the seventh person who is named Stephen Spencer has tested positive for HIV um, despite actually saying that he used PrEP on demand, meaning he was uh, using PrEP before and after sexual encounters um, that was not in line with his doctors. So I think that it is the most important thing to take away from this is that <clears throat> this person was using PrEP um not adherent to what he was supposed to be doing. He was only using it before and after actual sex and not using it um, in the way that it's prescribed, which is the most important part. Um, I think that it, it is also an important note to talk about the numbers. Um, PrEP is lauded as a drug that is 97% effective against HIV. Though the numbers may skew closer to 99%, depending on other studies that you may read. The reason for those studies 
And the reason that this is inconsequential to the argument for prep is that there are currently 450,000 people taking Truvada as prep and other drugs as prep right now. No, 450,000 people of those 450,000 people. There are seven people that said that they came up HIV positive while on the Playing. drug. Because they played with a they, they and they so didn't do it right. with, whether they all seven of them said I didn't do it right. I I they were either adherent or, or non adherent. Excuse me, they were either non adherent or they were doing things um, during peak periods and peak yes, seasons. like all three were, months. Oh, yeah, in the summer I usually take it because I know I'm a hoe in the summer, but in the winter I'm dating seriously, so I don't take my prep. Ma'am, ma'am. Take your cholesterol and your diabetes medication year round. You can just take it when you decide. Absolutely. <laughs> What's um, going on? And I think that there is misinformation going on around that. And I think that it's important to talk about it here. You guys should be talking about it in your own communities, whether you are currently on PrEP yourself or not, or if you are on treatment as prevention. It is a bad PR piece for this story to have gotten so much traction and for there to have been so much misinformation around the topic to continue to go around. Um, so that's one, one piece of sexual health that I want to talk about is that because um, I think that this young man knows that he did not do it the best way. And that's why uh, he originally discovered his diagnosis for HIV back in December. And we're just not finding out about it in March for a reason. Um, but I think that there were people that wrote blogs that mistitled their blogs or titled their blogs for clickbait purposes. And that does not help our community. Our community is in an era where they should be finding out the most truthful thing about this drug, the most truthful things about HIV and for blogs, clinics, pharmacies, anybody to create these misleading titles to elicit clicks to get a couple dollars at the expense of people's lives. Deaths. You are doing the public a disservice. That's not public health. That's not advocacy. You're wrong. Um, the, the main part that I wanted to get to about this whole debate is nobody forgets to use a condom. Nobody, nobody forgets to use a condom. Either you wanted to, or you were okay with the risks of that come with sex without using one. Those are the two that, uh, unless you're on the stealthing end, which we talked about in our Patreon content. If you are a Patreon subscriber, Make decisions based on when and who you want to use a condom with and be responsible for the aftermath. That's scary. Being responsible for the aftermath. Ooh. But that's why that's why and how that's you should make decision those you decisions. Make is so much more important. You make those decisions beforehand. You make those conversations happen beforehand so that in the aftermath you can't be like, Well, huh. I did A, B, C, and D. I did go to the um the thing and um let all the things do the things to me and now i got the thing well what conversations were you having were you having these conversations with yourself and saying okay i want to go down here and do the things but do i really want to do the time for the crime yes or no 
having these honest conversations with yourself and with your sexual partners are is extremely important. Um, I think some people deserve um, to have this conversation. I, well, everyone deserves to have this conversation, but everyone is not going to be emotionally advanced enough to have this conversation and you our listeners have to be the one to start these conversations because everyone is not going to have protect them. yourself you you well you have to first start with protecting yourself just like if you in a uh, airplane emergency you got to put the mask on yourself but after you put the mask on yourself see if you can put the mask on somebody else but starting having these conversations is not just helping you it's helping the community because someone is going to be exposed to you saying okay um we're gonna have sex but we're gonna have sex how and if this happened what we gonna do no i'm not that's sexy yeah knowing that there's options is sexy so i think that we we can start that conversation here we can start that uh habit here um they say that it takes you what three months to you know get a habit into full rotation 21 days to develop a habit that's oh. what beyonce said with her vegan book 21 days like beyonce i don't know i know that you're gonna give us lifetime um tickets to your concert in jb jb who is jb Rasby. wow jz beyonce look <laughs> i can't do it wow 21 you days. mix jz <laughs> and Rasby for a beyonce concert Okay, we are getting to the end of this podcast. Um, everybody cannot be in your bloodline is the simple takeaway for that. Yeah. So uh, even if nothing that I said over the last five minutes uh, resonated. resonated as much as it should, just go with that Ariana <laughs> lyric if that's it. I don't because have... being in my bloodline means I have a to lot. remember who gave me chlamydia. Ooh, I don't like that. That is this week's sexual health from the Sexperts casting couch. This week, the song for my soul, I just have to confess that I've gone back to Van Jess, um, V as in Victor, A-N-J-E-S-S. They, um, Addicted was the song for my soul a few weeks ago, but the full album, Silk Canvas, is still in heavy rotation at my house. Um, I got through my Luther last week. I did. I listened to my Luther and I got through it. And I went back to what I was used to. Um, I had to have Control Me, Honey Wheat, Addicted, Touch the Floor, Cool Off the Rain interlude. It's just something to me when I listen to it. Um, I think because it's not a full song, I'm more invested into Cool Off the Rain. But shout out to Through Enough and Another Lover. I feel like some of these songs could be like... um, sitcom theme songs like another lover and definitely uh, touch the floor could be um talk show theme songs oh so, okay i know i'm seriously invested into vengeance um they're also signed to the same label as normani so i'm just hoping that they i know they're not gonna get the normani dollars or attention but they've been putting out videos probably self-sponsored but van jess i hope they get a second album because they deserve it i am in love with van jess their album silk canvas dope <clears throat> so um my song for my soul this week um might get us canceled 
Um, it might get us arrested. And it is more than likely going to get some hate mail or unfollowers. Is it about R. Kelly? It is not. Are you like, what else we got? It's not about Michael Jackson. No. Okay, so who who gonna get us? Fuck the police. Hey! Coming straight from the underground, a young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Come on now. Fuck that shit. Because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun. To be beaten on and thrown in jail, we can go toe-to-toe in the middle of a cell. Fuck with me because I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car looking for a product, thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. Mm. Just because I'm from the DET, punk police are afraid of me. Mm. A a young nigga on the warpath, and when I'm finished, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Fuck the police. And now he a billionaire. <laughs> Dr. Dre. Buying his, fuck uh, the police. Buying his daughter away into college. That's another subject for another day. Um, fuck the police by the NWA was a movement and a mood in 1988. And it is the song for my soul this week because still. Um, I mean. Fuck the police still. I mean. Uh, what we are seeing evidenced in um, gun laws in this country, what we're seeing evidenced in the Jesse Smollett case, the police have not changed. The only They've only become a bigger institution with a fraternity protecting them of other police officers that are no longer serving, that are pretending that they are the lobby for police officers that should not have a lobby. Um, Fuck the Police was also one of the best moments in Us. If you have not it seen was. us yet, it yet. Was. Uh, spoiler alert! It was it was in us, and again we had um, other uh, late eighties, early nineties, Cali, Cali, nostalgic Cali uh, rap, and um, the minute that fuck the police played, I had the most enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> I had the most enjoyment. <laughs> Young Miss was like, "Call the police!" And, no, and uh, it Play wasn't Surrey. It's not Surrey. Ophelia. Ophelia. Ophelia said. Ophelia called the police. Ophelia said, "Fuck no the police." Play. No playing. <laughs> Fuck the police. Um, and so I am also highly inspired <laughs> because uh, the same police department that killed, assassinated uh, Fred Hampton has slandered and possibly framed Jesse Smollett for things that has happened with that case. And um, it is evidenced by them trying to say that he struck a deal over his bond, told him, basically telling him that they, they could keep his bond. I think his bond was $10,000 or $15,000. $10,000. Girl, girl, $10,000 does not buy that. Does not, no. <laughs> that does not buy no. getting off free from, I think he had 16 felony, 16 felony accounts. Ten thousand dollars does not buy that. No, man. That's not. No, that's mm-hmm. not how. That's not how finance works. Mm-mm. So I don't trust them. Furthermore, you can't trust They're them. still trust fucking them. lying. Fuck the police. Song for my soul. What are you here for this week? Um, I am absolutely not here for something this week. I have not been not here for something for something for a long while, and um, Mercury's in retrograde, so I feel 
vindicated. <laughs> yeah, I'm in line to not be here for, here for something this week, but I'm not going to be not here for it the way that I have typically not been here for it. Okay. Um, Kim Burrell. Bye. You are no longer Yolanda Adams. Me, um, oh, you, she was, oh, no, 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 no. No, Yolanda, no, no. I, I have Adams. context. I have context. <laughs> so, in the same way don't that she tried you. to compare well, you don't compare. Fant- Fantasia to Leandria Johnson. The girl who just on Fix My Life last week. There is no comparison there. So, just like you making comparisons, I get to make a comparison. Huh. Yolanda Adams is two seats down from you in, a, in the same show. Has won more Grammys. Has signed more contracts. Has sold more hearts. Has been on more, more award shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, just... Full on Consider- better art, better Consider- artists, more songs. For your consideration. Yolanda Adams is far better. Has more range than Kimberell. Mm. Like, who are you to be comparing girls? With the wrong cut, she was like, "Well, they said that Fantasia was gonna do the Aretha pick. I, mean, I just feel like Fantasia don't have the same color of her life like Leandria does. Ma'am, <laughs> neither." Was up for the road. <laughs> nobody, nobody called Leandria for shit. <laughs> Leandria called Iyala. I took two bars off just to laugh. So <laughs> I don't. But I'm done. So I say that I'm not here for it this week. But I'm not here for it in a different way because typically when I'm not here for it, I'm gonna go. go I'm gonna go in go on in, it. But but I'm not gonna do that for Kimberell's crusty ass at this moment because I know. That after all of this hate that she has sown back into the world while pretending to be a pastor and be a, be pretending to be a representative of God, that God is going to read her ass way more than I could have ever dreamed of reading Kimberell. And so that's why I'm not going to give her that fucking much this month. The, well, and to berate <laughs> two, and to berate two influential black women in her rant, it's like. What? I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm not, this not. And I mean mine. that pronoun. It. I'm. I'm not here for it. That's not even mine, but I'm not here for it. That's and that's the pronoun. <laughs> okay, I gotta pull up my notes. Let's see. Here for it. The film Torch Song Trilogy came out in 1988, and I just discovered it on Instagram. Earlier, I showed you the video of actor Harvey Fierstein, 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 Harvey, Fier, what? Big words. Um, who was having a critical conversation with his mother about his life as a gay man? He um, asked her certain things, and she says, "Hey, can we not talk about that?" And he demands. He tells her, "No, if you don't want me to cut you out of my life." You have to accept every aspect of me in my being. And so um, the film was nominated for Best Picture and Best Male Lead at the 1989 Spirit Film Awards, oh, the Independent Film Awards. Because it was, in- of course, there wasn't nobody in 1980. Lionsgate Universal wasn't calling the girls for the. So it was an independent film around the same time that um, Paris is Burning came out. So Paris is Burning was more documentary and Torch Song Trilogy was more narrative. Um, but around the same time in their 
prospective venues they were nominated for awards (laughs) and um out here for the categories so shout out to actor Harvey Fierstein and (laughs) Chap Susceptible and finna do last call and shout out to Torch Song Trilogy which has also been a play on Broadway because it slayed so heavily in 1988 nominated for the awards in 1989 and turned around in 1998 and was on Broadway Oh, I am absolutely here for that. We have got to have these conversations with our parents. Ma'am, you either want me to vaguely cut you out of my life or include you in my life and I tell you everything. Because if we just brunch buddies and I got a fake fake, bye, I don't have time to manicure this relationship. Yeah, I think it's important to have those conversations. Um, but be careful with ultimatums with people from these generations. Uh-oh. Because with these ultimatums, you don't know if you are ready to get that response. Because I know my parental unit is from the 50s. <laughs> and so um, an ultimatum with um, with a, a young lady from the 50s uh-huh. is going to be different than an ultimatum from a young lady from the 80s or from the 90s. Um, so be prepared before you give those ultimatums and decide whether you even want to give those ultimatums. But the conversations are important. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying the conversations are important. Definitely, I encourage the conversations. I just, I caution the ultimatums. Because okay. the ultimatums, you may not be ready for the repercussions, but they might be. They might be like, oh, I ain't got to talk to my gay ass son. You're going to be a gay, you're going to be a faggot. Go on over there. And... That's uh, fine, but I'm just, but that is a reality. So be careful because you may want to live this life where you still talk to him or her. Yeah, we need our parents. Yeah. What's, oh, it's time for last call. It is time for last call. So this is our favorite moment of the show. If you Not have a mine, shot prepared. I prefer to be sober. Apparently not. Um, If you have a shot prepared. Um, make sure you take a shot with us. It is our last call. Uno, dos, cierto, Jose Cuerpo. If you know an LGBT, um, brand that should be involved with us, that does, um, alcohol things, tag them, tag us, um, so they know that we are out here. My last call this week goes to Queerty Blog. Um, in their post, eight LGBT artists who deserve some love from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because, you know, Jenna Jackson's getting her things finally. And so, Queerty Blog was like, well, who are some LGBT artists? And so, they selected in the um, black and brown category. Billy Preston, Joan Armstrong, and Luther Vandross. And I wholeheartedly agree that anybody who is black and brown will always deserve um, a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know that y'all are pushing for Jennifer Lopez. No. And she don't even write all her things. Yeah, Cool J was recently um, nominated and received his things. He could just lick his lips. I'm like, yep, he he deserves... Objectification of men. Well, he deserves my debit card number. I was going to give him my debit card number. It only got 10... Cool J, he don't need your debit card number. But shout out to all of the um, Black and brown LGBT artists Who also deserve um, The same push that The LGBT community has been giving Janet Jackson We've been 
pushing for her for years, and she only pushed one child out of fifty years. So, I'm pushing for her to get a new wig. That way she she debuted. got a new wig for the metamorphosis. Um, I know that's I want a new one, another. It look heavy. It do look heavy on her scalp. I'm like, it look too heavy for you. Um, but shout out to all the black and brown artists who deserve their recognition from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I'm sure those three persons aren't the only three. My last call this week is to the great, the incomparable, the American, American treasure that is Michelle Obama. Oh. Michelle Obama's book is on track to becoming, see what I did there, becoming, is on track to becoming uh, the best-selling memoir of all time. Yes. And imagine when Obama come out where he is. That's what they, that was the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. It's hers and then his. And when he come out with his. Pussy. And she's doing a global tour off becoming Michelle Obama. And they are mad about it. Baby. Mad about it. This makes her, um, it moved up her power ranking in um, the most powerful first ladies Mm -hmm. to uh, the top three uh, with uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton being number one. Barbara Bush being number two, Michelle Obama being number three in a couple different polls. Wow. Um, so for her... It was a great book. Yeah. Uh, for her to have made so many strides while her husband was no longer in the White House, while she was no longer First Lady, I still see a bright future for her. They got a Netflix deal. Or the, it, it was rumored that they got one. Uh, yeah, it was rumored because there was a lot of money involved. But I don't think that it, I don't think they actually Yet. included it. But I see more. I do not want this to be the last of Michelle Obama. I want you to represent Chicago in a way that the police department there is not. And I see a Senate run and a presidential run in your future. I speak it into the universe. That is my last call this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hip Word Podcast. Follow the show on the internet, hereforitpod.com. Of course, subscribe to us on Patreon if you can give a donation. Um, there's exclusive audio, exclusive video, exclusive content, shows, pictures, exclusive thing. You're just not going to get them anywhere else. So shout out to patreon.com forward slash hereforitpod. Get our merch at hereforitshop.com. And my name is Ronald Matters, Ronald matters follow me on the internet at ronald matters and of course ronaldmatters.com i am the superman t-h-e-e-s-u-p-a-m-a-n and you can always find me in uh avarex apparel oh pele pele yeah nostalgic in you can find me in that take your truvada kids bye bye